Welcome to Extraordinary, an experiment in sharing part of my story, the chapters and life lessons I learned along the way from my experience writing a memoir. I'm hoping this podcast helps you see the joy in life and maybe even encourages you to write down your own memories. Hello, happy Thursday. This Sunday is Mother's Day, in case you forgot. In honor of that, I am sharing two chapters about my mom. Um, The first one is called Legs. The lake danced in front of us, playfully reaching for our toes, while kids, my siblings included, cannonballed, pencil dove, splashed, skipped rocks, and ran into and through the gray-blue water. The deep end scared me, the dock particularly. It creaked and bobbed as kids dashed across while the lifeguard whistle blared after them. I I heard once that someone got trapped and drowned beneath it. I can't say I'm a great swimmer, not like my mother and her mother before her, but I could generally get by in a pinch. I preferred the pool. There was something reassuring about a pool and something nerve-wracking about the lake. I was 12 years old and then some, and still I stayed near mom. We sat at the shore on beach towels with a hot summer sun beaming through an uncharacteristically cloudless sky. What is that strange lady doing? My mother whispered to me in an overly dramatic and playful voice as she smoothed her long legs with baby oil and took out a Dixie cup and a fresh razor from her pack. She was talking about herself as if she were one of the people behind us covering the grassy hills at the lake shore who might glance our way. She filled the cup with lake water and swished the razor back and forth in it. Then she began shaving her legs. (laughs) She smiled at me beneath a fluttering wide-brimmed straw gardening hat that had a navy blue sash around it tied in a bow at the back. It billowed at the turn of her head. I thought it looked silly at the time, but now in my mind's eye it looks glamorous. She always looked glamorous. I don't mind being a little strange, she said with a wink and a smile. I watched her shave from ankle to two inches above her knee. First the right leg and then the left. The baby oil made her skin glisten and her legs looked longer than ever. I stretched my squatty legs, eyeballing their short length and stoutness, wondering if they would ever look like hers. She rinsed the cup and added more water, swished the razor, and handed it to me. Mimicking the way I saw her do it only moments before, I slopped a handful of oil onto my legs and clumsily shaved them right there on the gravelly shore and rinsed them with lake water. No one seemed to notice, even in the slightest, until the next day at church, when my youth leader told me I inherited my mom's legs. This next chapter, I'm jumping back to when I was probably closer to four, and it was a time when we lived in the house on Donnelly Drive. There's a small little note at the top of this chapter that says, I didn't make a routine of visiting mom and dad in the middle of the night. They likely had a whole mess of problems with whoever was the most recent baby. In fact, it was more common for me to wake one of my brothers, but even that was rare. So this one-time memory is a unique one. In the middle of the night. My small padded feet, still full with lingering baby fat, shuffled as quickly as my legs could prod them. I reached the dark wood door and stretched above my head, cupping my hand around the side of the 70s-style brass doorknob. It popped and gave, and I entered my parents' dark bedroom. For a moment, this room and the dark hallway leading to it 
were scarier than the nightmare that prompted my quest in the first place. My eyes wide and searching recognized little in the darkness of what actually stood in the, day, in the room at daylight, but my ears heard the soft and slow breaths of my sleeping parents, and I knew with them I'd be safe. Mommy, I whisper, looking at my mother's shadowed figure lying, facing me lying on her side of the bed just around the corner of the doorway. She sucked in a long breath, a departure from the rhythm she kept in her sleep, and let it out slowly. I stood still at her side, her nose less than an inch from mine. Mommy, I tried again. She eased the covers back and wheeled her slender feet to the floor. She shifted herself from sitting, then to standing. I was at her knees, then in her arms. Can I sleep with you? I asked, nuzzling my face into her hair and tucking my cheek against, against the ridge of her collarbone. She slung her arms around me, hand in hand, making a seat, my knees at either side of her hips, feet dangling. As she walked me from her room, I looped my arms and clasped my fingers to form a padlock around her neck. She swayed toward my bedroom door. I scrunched my face and tucked it firmly into her shoulder, wishing she wouldn't take me back. Then, to my surprise, she turned right and took five graceful steps from the hallway down two stairs to enter the sunken living room and gently swirled to sit on a, rock, on a wicker rocking chair in the front corner. The chair frame was wood with sloping legs that slid into sleek, swirling runners. Sometimes it cracked softly as she sat and gently clicked when it would rock. I loosened my grip and let one hand rest on her shoulder and the other slid to the lace ruffle neckline of her silky nightgown. My head rested heavy on her chest. A smile slipped across my lips. I could tell she was tired. She stroked my hair, kissed my head, and ran her fingers across my back. Then she turned her head and laid its weight into the chair, all the while rocking me back and forth, back and forth. I lay there listening to her heart, pump, 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 feeling the air fill and empty her lungs. Breathe in, breathe out, breathe in. I was certain any minute she would be asleep. Perhaps we would stay there all night, I thought with excitement. Back and forth, back and forth. I sighed happily to myself at the thought of being exactly like this until morning. Creak and click, creak and click. So pleased, like I had won a secret battle of will. Her breath fell into a ri familiar rhythm, in and out, in and out. Her heart clear, calm, and steady. Pump, pump, pump. I'm convinced she's fallen asleep. I yawn. Stay awake, I tell myself, just in case. Back and forth, back and forth. Blissfully proud, I close my eyes for just a second. Back and forth, back and forth. Light filtered through the cracks on either side of the pull-down shades in my bedroom window. The soft covers are cuddled near my chin and I blink my eyes open. I slowly stretch my toes into the shape of perfect point ballet slippers and start to register where I am. I press myself up on my elbows and push a tuft of hair off my forehead. Velvet curtains, floral wallpaper, pink duvet. I hadn't one after all. Okay, I try to make a, I try to not make a habit of re-recording, but I just was recording my thoughts on the after, the after part that I do. Um, just reflecting on the chapters that I read each podcast. You know what I'm talking about. You've been here for a while. 
anyway, my kids were like running back and forth and going crazy. And then I sent them outside. And so now they're maybe going to stay out. But my um, thoughts were so jumbly and per usual, nothing too too unusual, but I felt like I could go with saying um and like a little bit less. So I'm going to try again to recap what I said before. I hope I don't forget any of it, but basically what I was saying is that um, these chapters were particularly great for three reasons. One, showing that um, that my mom was her own unique person. Um like, I, I don't want to, like, freak you out with the whole legs, shaving your legs at the lake thing, because that's a little offbeat. But, I mean, there's all sorts of Jiminy Jamity in the lake. Like, we don't even know what's in that lake. I mean, dead bodies under the dock, who knows? Oh, there's no dead bodies under the dock, but there might have been at one time or another. So what's a little hairy leg water? But I'm kidding. I don't, I don't think that she actually dumped hairy leg water back into the lake. I think she probably just like dumped it on the side or something and then swished out the, okay. Anyway, so it's weird, but not that weird. Are we on the same page here? <laughs> like defending, <laughs> I'm defending her. I love the story. I, I don't think it's weird anyway, but if you do and you're like, Bleh. <laughs> I can understand that too. Um, okay. So it. It fulfilled that purpose that she is, I mean, I think that, that that's very true to her character. She's just kind of a little bit off the beaten path, which I love about her. I adore it. I, she's an original. Um, and then also that I always wanted to be like her. So me thinking, me looking at my legs and looking at her legs and being like, man, I wish like maybe someday I'll be like her. And then that my young women's leader had said, that I inherited my mother's legs, like, literally the day after. I was like, what? There's something in the lake water. (laughs) No, I don't know. Um, So that, and then the third thing um, is in the story of me getting up in the middle of the night and going and getting her, and that is just, like, a universal um, experience honestly, as a mom and a child. And I just feel like it's one of the most precious, it can be. Middle of the night encounters can go one of two ways. <laughs> if you're a parent, you probably realize this. Um, it's either like, oh, the like most precious, I'm going to snuggle you and love you and give this baby child some extra attention in the middle of the night. Or it's, I have not slept for three days everyone go to sleep. Leave me alone. Like no more. You cannot come in here. (laughs) Um, so, uh, it's, I feel like it captures the sweeter times of that, um, which I've had with my own kids before. And let me comment more on this memory that I, what I, what I remember specifically, because this is another fairly young one. And remember how I said, you have to fill in the blanks. What I remember very specifically is laying on my mom and she was in the rocking chair and that she was super tired. And I was like, please fall asleep so that I can stay with you forever. And you'll forget to take me back to my bed. <laughs> Which is like another universal, I feel like, battle of will between child and parent. That like the child really wants to stay with you, but the parent's going to like outlast and get them back to bed. Um, anyway, so what I do remember is it, like 
just being with her on that rocking chair. And so then to fill in the blanks, you have to like get yourself to start thinking about the specifics of the memory. Like, what was my mom wearing? What did she feel like? What did I feel like? Where were my hands? Like, where, um, how was my body positioned? How was her body positioned? And like, what did the chair look like? What did the chair sound like? What did the room look like? How did we get to the room? How did I get into my mom's arms? Like, you just have to fill up the story, make it like nice and thick (laughs) with details of what you would assume had to happen for you to get to that one little blip of memory that you actually remember. Um, so, so yeah, I remember just the way that I was laying on her and I remember the old rocking chair that it was made of wicker and I remember somewhat what it looked like and they're fairly, I mean, they were fairly popular. So like I've seen them before again. And so I know it was like one of those wicker with like the swoopy legs. And so you describe that and, um, and then also for sure had to comment on the idea that I thought she was going to fall asleep and I wasn't going to fall asleep. Like I was determined to not fall asleep because I was going to make sure that she held me the whole night, you know? Um, but then of course I fell asleep. So, um, I feel like that's a really great capture of young motherhood, young childhood. Cause I don't know. I don't know about everybody else, but it's a thing to wake up in the middle of the night at least once in your lifetime. And that was my once that I remember. So yeah, let me just say too that there is quite a bit I remember about my mom. And I, it has been an absolute honor and continues to be an honor for me to have been and continue to be her daughter. I lucked out big time. She's an incredible woman and happy Mother's Day all day, every day, mom. You're amazing. Um, that said, <laughs> does any daughter 100% always get along with their mom? Probably not. Um, I feel like we've probably butted heads plenty of times and continue to do that every now and then but um she keeps me laughing she's such a wonderful person and I think forever and ever I will always think maybe someday I can be like her as always thank you so much for listening I'm forever grateful to have you following along If you're looking to contact me, you can email me at jenica.sparks at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Looking forward to talking with you again real soon. Mm